Kyle Cameron here. I'm in Cape Town. I was the only journalist in northern Nigeria. Not an adventure until you get lost in Tijuana. You get caught inside by a giant wave, you feel really alone. I love the adventure of waking up and not knowing what will happen and that being my job. I'm standing at a desert oasis right now. A lot of tourists don't see this part of Bali. Smiles and thumbs up. Thumbs up. Hello, my friends. My name's Kyle. I surf, I make movies, and I love asking questions. These are conversations with fascinating people I meet along the way. Before I get into this podcast, I want to let you all know about a new mini-documentary that I hosted called Hunting Wild Pigs Could Save Hawaii's Coral Reefs. It's a story I'm very proud of. I collaborated with Seeker Network on it. That's Discovery Digital Network's digital arm. And you can check it out on my website, kyle.surf. Not to be confused with kyle.surf.com or kyle.com. It's just kyle.surf. My guest today is none other than the great waterman, Mr. Jamie Mitchell. Kelly Slater describes Jamie Mitchell as one of the greatest unknown sportsmen of all time. His winning percentage is higher than anyone in any sport ever, says Slater. Jamie has won the Molokai to Oahu paddleboarding race 10 times in a row. This is a 32-mile open ocean paddle. It is pure savagery. We get into that in the podcast. We talk all about paddleboarding, and we talk all about his latest endeavor, big wave surfing. He quickly has sunken his teeth into the big wave surfing scene and is riding some of the biggest waves there are around the world and surfing more swells than pretty much any other big wave surfer out there. He just got back from Nazaré, Portugal, where he was surfing massive waves and paddled into one of the biggest waves of his life. We talked about that in the podcast. To Mavericks, where we sat down at uh, my home in Santa Cruz, and he might be heading to Jaws in a couple days on Maui. So that is the schedule and tempo of this man's life. And he's just a cool dude. Um, you know, very down to earth and has a very realistic and sober look at life and situations. And I really appreciate that about him. Um, so without further ado, please welcome my guest, Mr. Jamie Mitchell. Uh, I, you know what I've done? I have, I've actually, for whatever reason, I've just, I've mellowed out on the whole lead up this week. I like, I've, I've fright, like, I'm frothing right now about this next week. Like, I'm, I can't stop like looking at my phone like every two minutes. Like my, my chick just is just like freaks out on me. Put the phone down. Like, you know, and I'm just like, I can't. I'm like a crack addict. You what know? are you looking at? Just this models. Just every six hours. Like, I know that it doesn't update. For six hours, but I still look at it. <laughs> like that's right. where that's, that's <laughs> when you know you've got a problem. <laughs> it could change. It, it could, could change. change. It's just like, and I just like this afternoon. Like I surfed, I got out of the water, and I'm I'm thinking there's going to be an email from Pete and the WSL, like something's going on, and then and then someone texts me like asked how the waves were. Then I called them. Then I'm like, and they told me something about the swell. I'm like, I'm just like free. And I'm like, dude, like you've just got to look at one one swallow at a time you know but it's hard not to when you see the forecast and what's 
what possibly could be happening. And I don't know. I, I, to me, I think it's, it, it shows me, it still shows me how much I really love it. Right. Like to, if I'm, if it wasn't like that and it was like, ah, uh, but like, I don't want to miss this. I literally don't want to miss a swell. Right. Like I really don't. And I, I've probably like, I've, you know, like last year I was like, I don't know. I was probably on more swells than most, you know, like I hit Oregon twice and I don't know. I just, something about the process of just being, and I do a lot of my, a lot of my stuff is solo. Like I don't roll with anyone. Like really? Like I just, like I have my people like that I can call and stuff and like, and it's so last minute and, you know, and so I just like a lot of times I just like, I'm just on the plane by myself like just going, you know, like I don't like have a, a buddy that can go with me or, you know, like I know, like, I don't know. It's just weird. I just, a lot of the times I'm just rolling by myself. What's the most consistent conversation that happens inside your head when you're rolling solo to a swell? Um, Cause a lot of people like myself included, I'll like to roll with other people so that I don't have those conversations. Yeah. Inside my head. I'm like, Oh, that, I'm just going to talk to my friend now about something. Yeah. I, I wish I did. Like I've got a really good, I, I got two. I got two really good friends in Australia. Um, one's uh, James Watson. His name's Billy, and he um, he he was with me the day the two thousand and seven swell, that big toe swell, and um, and so he was my partner in crime for like a while. But uh, he's a professional lifeguard, and now he's got like he's got a wife, two kids, another one on the way. So he's like sort of done. And um, then another guy, Justin Hahn, and um. He's the guy that broke his femur at Kalbomi when I whipped him into that wave. And, uh, but he has such amazing energy, like Mr. Positive, like Mr. Positive. And like, I wish I actually, that the, getting back to your question, I wish that he was with me because I'm like, I, I enjoy his energy. I, we can get skunked. It doesn't matter. You know, there's, there's people that, it doesn't matter what happens, they're going to be happy. And then there's other people that are just like, not negative, but they're like, if it's... They're mopey. Yeah, it's like, if this doesn't happen, like, what you know, they go through, I'm going to waste this money, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, God, like... And so I've sort of weaned those people out of my... Existence. Circle, you know, and um, like, I just want to... And I guess in a way, it's probably my fault that I don't really reach out more to people because... I feel like if I'm if I'm doing it myself, I'm not really like like I'm not gonna get anyone else skunked, you know, and feel guilty for making them come with me for a swell. Like if it's fifty fifty a swell, I'm like I'm gone. Because I don't wanna be like I remember Sh- I was talking to Shane and Shano and he like he didn't he didn't think the cloud break swell of two thousand and twelve was gonna be any good. Like Shane Dorian. Yeah. Like can you imagine like him watching that? on the WSL broadcast, like seeing what he was missing. He was probably vomiting. And he's like, a, he's a long time cloud break guy, Tavrua boatman. And you missed the swell of maybe all time. The, maybe the best swell that we'll ever see in our lifetimes at cloud break. Guys like that. Don't get over that. You know what I mean? We don't get over that shit. So were you there? I was there. I was actually working water patrol for, for the contest, picking all those guys up. And then finally got a chance to go try and get a couple in the afternoon. How would you describe that swell? How is it different than other amazing big wave swells? Um, it was just perfection. It was like a, it was like a, a perfect wave at Nias. 
or a, you know, like those perfect, like a Kira, yeah. like perfect four foot, just beautiful wave that any person can surf, right? Not it's, a drop of water. Out yeah, of place. I mean, just I mean, in the morning it didn't start out like that. You know, it started out like onshore, not onshore, devil wind, and you know they had that. Um, they had a couple of heats, and um, I, I remember vividly. Um, Kai Otten was in a heat, and uh, he took a big wipeout, and um, I came. I couldn't go in and get him on the first one. Then I shot in, shot in to get him, and um, he, he, I got him pretty quick. But there was a big one behind it, and as like as he's on the sled, like he's not, he, he hasn't got his leash off, and he's so so the. So the board's pulling behind with the leash. It's stretching. He's trying to stay on. And, and I'm just fast enough where I'm not, like, gunning it. Because he's like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, your leash is going to break any second. I'm just like, and I'm, so I'm like, just ahead of the, <laughs> the whitewater. And then all of a sudden it pops and we could get out of there. And, um, and he was, uh, you just see the, fear, the look in his eyes, like, you know. And then they basically called the contest off. Um, because I think uh, I think it was Rayoni that pulled in and tried to doggy door it on a tall footer on the inside and got like destroyed his knee. Caught it off and uh, and then it just got bigger, better, cleaner, and it was just I mean it was legitimate twenty. I mean you've seen those that famous photo of Healy's one that the the like there was where he's c- diving through the face of the wave. I mean that's twenty five feet and just ruler edge perfection down the reef. I heard an interview with him describing that wave saying that the coral heads and the that? coral yeah. heads were breaking off and he yeah. could smell the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Parts of the bottom of the ocean that were just breaking apart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it it just watching it, I mean you had so like Kelly and guys just like on the boat that can charge, but they were just they just watched. There was just I mean, it was cartoon-like. I mean, yeah, everyone says, oh, it was like cartoon-like, but this was like... Cartoon-like. It was just, you couldn't... I mean, that photo you see with Healy's board and that... I mean, I, I envisage someone getting whipped into that thing. Like, I'm maybe that wave should never have been ridden, but I would have loved to have seen what someone could have done. Like, it could have been like the wave of the century, you know? But, yeah, I mean, that place is amazing. And um, What are the... All right, you've seen some shit. What are the top few moments that will be etched into your mind forever? If that is one of them, like the cloud break day, for sure. Just that image will be lodged somewhere into your deep long-term memory. Yeah. What are some other moments for Jamie Mitchell that will always be there? Surfing-wise, yeah. Um, or not surfing wise. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's. I mean, look, obviously, getting a bit de- like the birth of my daughter. You know, things like you know, certain things like that that are just like, you know, like my my um, girlfriend had a home birth. Yeah. So I mean, that was the gnarliest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, a human coming out of another. Speaking human. out, speaking about like gnarly things. Yeah. <laughs> like, but um, I have a friend uh, who's a paramedic, and he's had to deliver a baby before, and yeah. he said that it was the craziest shit. Yeah, he's well, ever she had to she do. she did. We did a home birth, and um, she took no nothing for, tw- and she had a twenty something hour like labor, and she took no drugs. 
made me look like a real pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like legitimate, dude. Like I was just like, no matter what, I, like, I, you know, I'd like to think that I've done some pretty cool stuff in my life and some gnarly stuff, you know, but I, I honestly walked out of that and just went like, You've never pushed a watermelon out of a grapefruit oh my God, before, it was, man. And uh, so yeah, so that that's pretty etched in my memory. I'm um, seeing that, and then um, yeah, cloud break, cloud break for sure. Uh, that day, um, I think uh, the more probably more I, I got to go back because now not desensitized, but we've seen so many big swells now. So I mean, look, the day like jaw like. Jaws this past year that those that one day the Aaron Gold day I mean to get Maui as good as it and as big as it gets with like no wind like I mean that's that's a once in a 10 15 years maybe you know the Eddie I mean lifelong for me like that's a a life it was a lifelong ambition and goal and to be able to surf in that that was that'll be something that that that's a day that I'll never remember I mean I'll never forget yeah <laughs> that's a that's a, a moment in time that I'll always be able to look back on that were there moments of that day that specifically stick out to you um w- walking down to the beach um I was with Sh- Dorian again me and Shane were in the first heat so walking down into the the corner and just I mean, you people have I've, I've heard people talk about the eddy, like what it's like, and and I've surfed Waimea enough to know like the, the amphitheater is rad. Like when it's there's a big swell anyway, it's like you can feel it, you can hear it. You've got the church and the sun rises up through the valley, and it's like in your eyes. It's like the offshore. It's just a special place, you know. And but walking down into the corner, um, I was pretty relaxed, but just you've. It's the first time, probably the only time you ever feel like a rock star. You know, people like yelling and you hear your name and people like, I saw people that were like, I were from Australia and different parts like that were just there and I'm like looking over and going, hey, holy shit, like what are you doing here? You know, like, and I'm like, I gotta focus, you know, like, and you just, you feel like people were high-fiving and screaming and it was like such a rad, like a, yeah, it's such an amazing experience, but I thought I was good. And then you jumped in the water, uh, the jet ski, you know, got us through the shore break into enough of the channel. And then I remember start paddling and I'm like, I'm jelly. I'm like, I, I feel like the energy is drained. I can't paddle. My arms are jelly and I'm start freaking out. I'm like, and I, I'm nervous. Like I've just, I get this super flush of just an adrenaline uh, dump, nearly like the opposite, you know. And I'm just like, fuck, like I can't. I, I'm not going to catch. A, I'm not going to be able to catch a wave, you know. And so, luckily enough, it's the only ever. It's probably the only time I ever wish that I got a closeout. We were paddling out, and the closeout set came, so we had to bail under it before we even got out the back for the start of the heat, and that helped me reverse the cycle you know i went through the not the dump i went through another adrenaline rush i got sort of got on my board i was looking at shano like like yeah like this is sick and got out the back and was like okay i feel good again and then i got the first wave of the day which helped me and a pretty steep one and that so it just helped me i knew i had to get busy i knew i had to get a wave i didn't want to sit because i was like i i wasn't feeling like i was feeling weird you know and 
as soon as that happened, it was it just went back to back to normal. But that feeling of like I felt like I was going went from feeling like invincible and this rock star, like and then to like going, Oh wow, I'm gonna really embarrass myself right now, you know? And um so yeah, getting back to that that'll definitely be a day that I'll never forget. It's so crazy the ebbs and flows that go throughout yeah. a day because I think that a lot of people ask this like, well, like what's it like surfing big waves? And it's like, well, it's like a lot of things. Like sometimes you feel fucking invincible. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, I want to go home and have a beer right now and yeah. make a fire at the fire. You don't want to be anywhere. Watch some Game of Thrones and then you like <laughs> take a bad wipeout. You're like, yeah. and it's like the it's it's crazy yeah. how much can happen within an, an hour or two hour yeah. time period. Yeah, and I, I just and I've seen people like just wait for waves and and then just and just send it. And just eat shit and come out and then have the recession of their life. Like sometimes you've just a good wipeout is better than a good wave to get you fired up. Or you know we've all done. You all sit there. You have those days where you can't buy a wave. Like you know where you sit. You know like like we're sitting there the other day and Tyler just did three waves. I'm like, well, I just saw Tyler get three waves in like ten minutes. And I was like, I was right there. I was talking to you and you and you. I'm pretty sure I had the same breakfast as him. What's going on? And, um, and I'm like, Jamie, you get one yet? And you're like, no. I'm like, yes, yeah, me neither. Just, I don't know. You know, like, I, and I think that's what's so cool too because it, it's like that saying, every dog has his day, you know, and there's certain dogs have more days than others. And, you know, obviously people are more talented and put their time in a spot and that. But I don't, yeah, there, I think every big wave session, there's some sort of, you go through a, massive amount of emotions you know like whether it's the no sleep the night before or the red eye flight in or, or you forget a booty or you fit like something that's just rattles you and then you finally get out there and you might wait for an hour and then you might take a donut and then you might get the wave of your life and i don't know it's just it is but i think one common thing is like no matter what I feel like you come in, even if you've had a shitty day in the big waves, like if you come in like with all limbs intact and able to live another, fight another day, I think that you still, there's something about it that still makes you feel really good. And, you know, like you say, like a, a beer at the, you know, the OPL at Mavericks or whatever, you know, it just talks story and it's all good, you know, and you realize that you just can't, you can't sustain a, a crazy hectic pace every swell. It's sooner or later something's got to give. Maybe unless you're like are, are seventeen you sure, or eighteen. Because you just came back from Nazare, <laughs> yeah. and now you're here, and you're gonna go to Hawaii potentially, and then come back here. Yeah. How do you stay amped? Um. God, I, I'm just amped. I mean, I, I, I just, you know, I, I, I don't want to miss a swell. I just, I feel like the the. I feel like I'm very realistic now. You know, like I have a. A, a partner and a, and a daughter. Uh, I just resigned with Quicksilver for two years. So I feel like I've got another two years of living the dream. Like, you know, let's be honest here. You know, like I'm one of the lucky ones that have a legitimate high profile sponsor that I get paid from. And I'm super thankful about that, you know, but I'm a real, like I, I look at it and go, that's my job. And I want to keep my job. And I want to do the best job that I can. And I'm like, if I'm sitting somewhere else while swells are on, I'm not doing my job. And um, and I love it. 
and it, like I said, we were talking earlier, like I, the, like, you know, like Benny Wilco, Wilco, he's just like, calls me the froth monster, you know, cause I, I am, I'm super, like, I just, I, I can't even fathom this week coming up, you know, and I'm, and I, and I would, I would fly back and forth three times to catch every swell if I could, if it was, you know, but it, it's different now with, the, you know, being in the contest and stuff, you know, you've got to look at it, you know, realistically and, you know, but, um, but I don't, I don't want to miss swells. You know, I want to be there and I, and, and I can be there. That's the thing. You know, I financially, I've got the backing that I can and I feel like I'm doing a disservice to everyone if I'm not doing that, you know, because I know everyone, I know a lot of people, a lot of the guys would love to be able to have that and they, they can't. And, you know, some guys are just Mavericks guys and some guys are Hawaii guys. And I'm lucky enough that I'm able to, to be able to do that, you know, and, and I just, and I, and I really, I'm just, I, I freaking love it, man. I love the challenge of paddling out and trying to get yourself into a big wave. Like there's nothing like it really. Do you set specific goals for swells? Uh, good question. Um, sometimes I'll do. Yeah. I mean, there's certain like, uh, like Nazare, for example, uh, I wanted, I was super anxious because coming off summer, no, I hadn't surfed the big wave in since uh, maybe February, Fe- March, yeah, February maybe. of last year, yeah. you know, and then Nazare is just a different animal. It's a beast. And I'm not really, I surfed it once last year. I'm not really familiar with it. And, and, uh, so it was like that, you know, I was like, I wanted in the morning of that swell, it was, it was offshore and it was going to get stronger. So I went out and I had a 10-10 and I'm like, I'll, if I'm going to go for one, I want to make sure it's a big one. I'm like, I'm not, that not I wasn't going to be reckless in just going out and trying to paddle a giant one. But I'm like, I've probably got one chance. My board's going to, because I had a light board, it's probably going to break. I've got one shot. So if that one shot, I want to make sure it's a good one. And so I went out, I, you know, I nearly got cleaned up before I even got one and, and this left came and I was in a pretty good spot, but I got, you know, the wind got under my nose. I got hung up, cartwheel, come up, ball was broken. And, and I basically was like, you know what? I'm done for the, for the morning. It's just not, you know, it wasn't, there was waves on the ins like more on the ins but still big waves, mind you, but waves on the inside that some guys were getting. But I was like, you know, my goal was to get a big one and I didn't succeed. I'm going to call it a day and jumped on the ski, watched over a couple of the other crew I was with and then the wind got super gnarly and we went in and said, hey, if it glasses off, we'll come back out. And lucky enough, it did. And got. And then, so that goal for the goal for the afternoon was I'm not going to go left. You know, I've got a heavier board. I've got my Magic 10-2 that was, has been broken and it is a little heavier and I'm going hunt to hunt for the rights. And then... With that goal, I end up going out and getting three, I think three waves that, that afternoon and got one of the biggest waves I've probably ever paddled. And so that was a good plan that I had and the goal and it, and it worked out. The morning didn't really work out that much. And uh, so, yeah, there's certain times I'll, I'll go out with certain goals and other times I'll just go out and um, I'll just let it happen, you know. But there's definitely more times like I feel like I'm, I don't know, sometimes – you're feeling it or you're amped or for whatever reason, there's just a little extra and let's not lie. There's a whole bunch of ego involved, you know, like, 
you know, there's contests and people trying to get in contests and all this, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, I just think that if you really want a big one, you know what I mean? You've got to have the mindset like, like every time I've got a, one of those extra big ones, I've gone in, in that session, like sort of with a different mindset, like more switched on to like, animal mode almost like making smaller circles like it's like a, i'm going to yeah accomplish this specific yeah, thing rather you, rather than just being, oh, i'm gonna check it out like i mean last night we were surfing mavs and I, I don't know about you but for me it was the first session i'd surfed the whole year and i was like ah, i'm just gonna try it out again i haven't surfed this wave in like five months let's see how it goes and got a couple decent ones but nothing great some sessions i'll go out there and be like i'm gonna fucking get this type of wave, I know this wave's out there. I'm gonna wait for it until I get that wave. Yeah, but no, like last night I was the same. The, the you know the crowd the crowd got thick, and um, I I just was not in position for a few, and you just I just was like, ah, oh, you know what? Like this is sort of not my. It's just not happening, and I was like, I was happy to sort of just really. I was just felt like I was a buoy. People just paddling around me. I was just floating out there, you know, and and that was fine because. There's going to be those days and you can't, there's going to be those days and you can't let that get to you, you know, because it's just human nature, you know, like you're going to have those days and, and, um, and this morning, the same thing, I went out with no, there was no, I didn't know if it was going to be smaller, bigger, whatever. So this morning was just like, I'm going out just to blow out some more cobwebs, test a new board. And really there was no expectations. And other times you go out, like you say, and you're like, I want this wave, I want it there, you visualized it and you're fully pumped. And I think that just goes with the ebb and flow of life and what's going on in your life and you know, all sorts of crazy stuff, you know, relationships, family, what whatever it might be, you know. Yeah. And uh but hormones. Yeah, you know. <laughs> how much you how much you've drank the weekend before and stuff, you know, like so. But but yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting dynamic and um you've more mentally got to get your head around it. I think, you know, and that's one thing I I've learned that, and I've used more lately is that it's the power of the mind, you know, more than anything for big waves is just the mental side of it more than, you know, physical, all that sort of stuff is just, you know, in your head. I'm calling bullshit on that. You've just started using the mental side of things because you've <laughs> fucking won the Molokai to Oahu paddle 10 times in a row and that seems like one of the most yeah. mental activities humans can do yeah I, I, or i mean no or, or i'm wrong no, i've never no, done that what paddle. I, I what i mean is like i've always no that's one of my strengths it always has been like my mental i think my mental toughness like has been pretty you know good but i'm talking about for surfing is like um i personally think your abs <laughs> <laughs> the the keg not the six pack <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm think I'm talking more about, um, the mental side of where you are. Like for me, it's like, like I have such like my relationship and with my daughter and, and my girlfriend is like just, and you know, I, I went through a divorce a few years ago and like, it was probably the, the word I'd like, I had a really rough time. Like I moved away from Australia, came to California and just drank a lot and just didn't abuse my body and just didn't like look after myself, you know? And, and I went from there to like 
never been in a, ha- a better place in my life, you know, and and it's more just like I walk out the door to like this trip. I walk out the door with 120% support. There's no like don't go or, you know, like make you feel like you shouldn't be going, you know, and to me that's the biggest thing. I walk out the door and know that like I'm supported and my family supports me and like they're 100% behind me. Like that's that's the mental space, you know. I'm not worried about like I can handle the the toughness side of the mental, you know, space and stuff, but it's more mentally being in a good place. Like it's your it's the psyche nearly, you know, of just everyday life of like I said and I think that I mean a really good space mentally in that way, you know, which and I feel like it's just it's relaxed. It's um and there's no like unless you put the expectation of like a like a wave you want to get or anything, you know, like and even to the point now with swells, it's like when I press send and the credit card says you've bought your ticket, it's done. I've I I've, it's the the stress is like, is it gonna happen? What's the swell doing? And then as soon as I press send, I'm like, it's done. Yeah. I'm on the way. I'm going. It's gonna be a thousand feet or it's gonna be a skunk. Yeah. Why am I gonna worry about that now? And I and that's where I, I was talking to you before about I think I've just that now I just switch off. It's like, I, and I'm like, and I try not to think about what the swell is going to be like anymore, like leading up and the night before. Like I used to have sleepless nights before swells. Like my mind was just racing, but now I get awesome sleep. I don't really think about it because I, I just go like, I don't need, I don't have to surf. No one's making me surf. Like you're not going out and saying, Jamie, you've got to surf today. You're twisting my arm. Like, if I get out there and it's too big or I'm not feeling it, like I'm a big boy, like I don't have to surf. And that's, a, for me, that's made me feel really comfortable and just like, just relaxing and just, it is what it's going to be. And I'm going to get out there, put eyes on the ocean and, oh, it's 20 feet or oh, it's shit. It's 25 feet. It's onshore. It's offshore. Like make my mind up of how I'm going to attack it and stuff. And, but I used to think about all that stuff leading up to it and all that, and it just drains you. And you, you, you're running on fumes by the time you get out there. But now I'm just like, once I've committed, there's just, it, it's, I'm, I'm going, I'm there, and it doesn't matter. You know, it's either going to be pumping or it's going to get skunked or it's going to be giant. And then you just make, I make the call on the day. And have you ever decided not to paddle up because it was too big? No, no, not, not, not yet. There'll, there'll probably be a day for sure. But, um, there's day, there was a day at Jaws, not this year, the year before. And I just done like, it was a pattern, like the one we're seeing. It was, I did like Jaws, Mavericks, back to Jaws. Ma- yeah. It was like a back and forth, like, and, and it was, it was actually my birthday and, I got, I got sick. Like the, I got some weird stomach bug, and I was waking up, and and I just, I was like, Shh, I, I, I just don't feel good, you know. But I went on the boat, just thinking, now nah, maybe I can pull it. And I just got there, and I literally was like, you know what? I today I just can't pull it off. And I sat there and watched, and and it was cool. Like some, I love watching. Do you? Like, I, I mean, I love watching big waves. Like I, I think about when it's all over and I don't want to, 
like how am I, how am I still I, like I want to be involved somehow like whether it's sitting on a jet ski getting the guy the best shot like a filmer guy or throwing rest- up throwing up the big go Kyle yeah, sign yeah, you yeah. Know, like I'm gonna be that guy that's got the chick with the g-string on the back you know like <laughs> doing the shuckers from the, you know like it's like but I, I, I sometimes I wonder like how I'll keep myself involved but like you know, day, those long days at Mavs and Jaws, like I can't surf all day at Mavericks because I, I cramp up and I just I get too cold. So I really love sitting back and watching you, like watching you guys go for it. You know, like I, I, I get such a buzz from watching that. And, and then, and then it actually, by the time I'm sitting there like watching and then someone gets a mental one, it's like, all right. <laughs> It fires me back up, you know, like I want to get back out there and get one like that, you know. So it's just, it's just crazy. Like that that's the whole emotion thing, right? You're like, I'm done. I'm done. I got a good one. I don't need another one. You go sit down, have a drink, have something and you're, you're content. And then you see someone get a sick one and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> I got to go back out. Like, fuck, why? <laughs> Some guys just pulling out of the way of their life, like oh, pointing at you. I did that. Good. Here's a story. So February fourth, um, I got a couple of fun ones that that morning. Actually, I was pretty content. Broke a board. February fourth was the offshore day. The offshore the day that went beautiful. Glass. Yeah, and clean. One of the best days we've seen in a long Just time. Sexy, amazing day. Yeah, and yeah. um, and so I was probably, I think the. I think the wind fluffed up again around one or two and I, I was sitting in the boat and the Maui boys were frothing. Maui glass, Maui glass, you know, it was like offshore was pretty tough. But and then um and I was I was sort of like I said to myself, oh, I'm sort of done, you know, and then Hobgood got his backside barrel. barrel and I was in the boat and I was just sitting there going, Fuck, that was sick and then there was just this flurry of waves and I'm like I got to go back out, you know, and, and, um, and I didn't really want to. And I think that's a good sign of like trusting your gut because I went out, paddled for a couple or no. And now I was, was I talking to you about, I hadn't wiped out all day. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. yeah that, there you go. That's, and we're sitting there, I'm talking to you, Kyle, and we're going, yeah, like I've had such a good day. Like I haven't really ate shit, you know, this and that. And then I paddle for one, pull back, get sucked over the falls and get pounded. And I'm like, well, I can't end the day like that. And then I go back out again and then and then Healy bails his board and the thing shoots back. We we all get caught inside. His board comes flying back and the nose of his board slams me in the side of the ribs. And I get like stunned, like a and I get stunned like a stunned mullet. And I'm sitting there and I I'm like, you know when you get hit hard, like I didn't get hit in the head, but I got hit that hard that I was like I was like, I didn't even care if another one was going to land on my head because I wasn't really focusing. And I pulled my board back and I got out into the channel and I was like sort of like one-arming it like that. And they they came over and uh, and Healy's Healy's like, God damn that board. Like that board had like taken out five guys in its lifetime. Like it was just this board like kept hitting people. Like, and I so like, and that was the end of my day. You know, like I went from being content watching the boys go off to going out, talking to you, sucked over the fours and then getting the board in the ribs. And I didn't get another wave. So, you know what I mean? It's like sometimes you've really got to listen to that. It's the it's the two, the two, the angel and the devil on each shoulder, right? It's like, Jamie, 
live, it's, you've had a couple of waves. It's awesome. You, you, you're cruising, having a good time. No, Jamie, you got to go out. You got to get one. You got to get one. And it's the yin and yang. And but so, I think there's something to be said about, and not just big, not just just life in general, but like listening to your gut feeling. You know, like sometimes you feel like, is it like is it nerves or like are you scared that you got to push through? But I think as there's a difference between that to actually like like feeling deep down like you know what I sh- shouldn't do that it's like being a teenager right it's like I probably shouldn't be doing this but you do it anyway and get in trouble how do you dis- make a distinction between the two though yeah i mean it's hard you know i think i think there's i, I think it's two different feel i think it's different like the, i think the nervous thing is is just a like the energy that goes, the way your body f- like goes through it, the nervous and the scared energy. Like I feel like I know when I'm nervous and scared, but the gut feeling is more like, like it's nearly your own mind telling yourself you, sh- you you shouldn't go out. It's not like a it's not like a feeling inside you. It's more like you know you start talking to yourself, right? And you're like, it's like when you say one like one last. I'm gonna get one last wave. You've just cruelled yourself, you know, like especially big waves. It's like then you're out there for another hour and a half. Then you, it's just like just paddle in. How hard is it to paddle in? No, I just get one and surf it all. Like, like last night, I'll just get a small one and surf it all the way in and paddle the beach. Then we need to get cleaned up with Travis. My leg starts to cramp when I'm getting my leg rope, and I, I'm like, all right, I'm done. So I end up paddling in anyway. But why did I have to push it? Like when I said to myself, you should paddle in, you don't, you know what I mean? Like it happens more often than not. So I don't know. It's, it's it, whether it's, I, I, I enjoy the, like, I really enjoy trying to work out my own mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the men, like, cause the Molokai thing for me was, that was all mental. Like you so many good athletes and you're all the same, maybe ability, like to a certain percent. Then then it comes down to, who wants it more or who's willing to dig in more or hurt themselves more, you know? And for me, that was always the, like, that is my bread and butter. Yeah. But I was, I, I mean, that, I, I enjoyed that. Like who could do that the best, you know, like for me, that was the funnest part of it was like, who's going to like bury themselves more to like, and then you you know, you realize when you finish that, like, and you so much more satisfaction when you do something like that. Molokai to Oahu is 32 miles in the open ocean. That's crazy. I don't know anything about this world. Tell yeah. me a little bit about this world. Santa Cruz has a pretty big paddleboard base. That, I, I know. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. There, there are savages in yeah, this town. They are. I am not one of those savages. <laughs> um, you know, I grew up. I grew up doing the um, surf life saving, like the junior lifeguard program in the States, you know, and so like, I, I'll, I'll take it a step back. I had massive, I, and I still do. I have bad asthma. I had really acute chronic asthma as a kid. Hospital for weeks on end. Waking up in the middle of the night with a like a, with a nebulator um, on, and just I had a pretty rough. It was tough. I couldn't stay out at night, like at kids' parties, because my I stopped breathe. Like I hard to breathe. So the doctor said, "Hey, swimming, swimming is going to help you." Um, help the asthma. It's going to free you up. It's going to help you learn how to breathe. And so that was the hugest thing for me. So I learned how to swim. 
I got put into the nippers um, when I was five. And, you know, from that moment on, I just loved, loved, loved all that stuff. I, you know, paddling, um, swimming, running, all that stuff. And, uh, and yeah, just, I continued doing that, you know, like, oh, I, I was never, uh, like a surfer, you know, like, uh, I, I didn't surf every day. You know, that I was, I was, I trained, I trained morning, night, morning, night. And when I was training for Molokai three times a day, um, you know, and stuff. So, and I surfed when I could, like for even Molokai, like I have done the Molokai from two, the two, when I won the 10 years was 2002 to 2011. And at that stage I was, I was like, you know, my surfing big waves, it was well and truly on the way, but I would go from, and this is how messed up I was in the head that I would go from the, the, the day that I was starting training to the day Molokai finished, I didn't surf one day, three months. I was just paddling. Every day. I would wake up in the morning, my, my house I was living in, overlook Crumman Alley, the point break, six foot pumping, five o'clock, 4.30, I'd get in my car, drive past it, go to the swimming pool, swim six, seven kilometers, get back, go home, eat breakfast, rest up, go train lunchtime, go train in the afternoon and do that for like four months. What was your standard day of training? Um, basically, you would get up at 4.30 in the morning, I'd get to the pool at five, you know, we stretch till about quarter past five in the water, um, swim about, so four miles, um, you go home, um, you know, breakfast obviously. And then, uh, in the middle of the day was either a paddle or, um, or like a run or a gym. And so basically it just rotated out. Like, I mean, I had a schedule some days were three days, some days were two days and the weekend on Saturday was my Saturday. I would re like basically create what the race I was going to do at Molokai. You know, so I'd wake up, eat my breakfast and then we'd, depending on which way the wind went, I'd go paddle for four or five hours on a Saturday and then Sunday I'd have off and then repeat like on the whole week. So from Monday to Saturday, I was training Sunday. I wouldn't do anything. And, uh, yeah, man, it was, and I look back now and I just, I really don't know how I did it, you know, but I was just in a space of, I wanted to win that race so bad. And, you know, you get on a roll of winning a few and you just don't want to lose. And that, Again, your mind, you know, like, like I look back now and go, wow, like, where, like, I want to tap somehow, like, I'll never, ta- I'll never tap back into that, comp- like, that focus. I think because of just where I'm at in my life now with the family and stuff, you know, like, but what would you tell yourself? What would you tell your younger self who was in that mind state if you could have that conversation today? Um, probably probably to like just relax a little bit more and, and actually, you know, enjoy a surf here and there, you know, but, but I just, I just, I always believe that, you know, like if, if I just like, I would, would never miss a session. I was just, I mean, my whole life for four months was scheduled to time and dates and kilometers and miles and, and, um, but I sort of liked it. Like I, you know, and, and to a, to, to a degree, like now, like I'm very, you know, I like to be, um, like I like to have schedules and, you know, I, I kept a diary, like I write down everything I did, my sessions and stuff. And, uh, 
So I was very... Um, Will you tell me what you wrote in your diary? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not at all. <laughs> that's, that, that's for a book later on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, but I was very, um, yeah, just very, I guess, very focused. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to put it lightly. But um, Do you think you still could have won 10 Molokai paddles if you would have had a surf here and there? I Probably, for sure. You know, but in my mind, I was like, if I do everything I can, and it was, it was nearly like I was, sa- I was, um, sacrificing and, um, like sacrificing myself for all that to make myself actually like in the back of my mind go, you've done this, you've sacrificed so much. There's no way that you know, things aren't going to go your way. You know what I mean? Like, so that gave me comfort that like when I, jumped on the start line for that race that I, I, in my mind, I'm like, I've done everything, everything that I could possibly do to win this race, you know? And, um, so that sort of give me a little bit of comfort, you know, like whether or not it was probably a little over the top, <laughs> but, but that's just the way that, uh, you know, it wasn't, you know what, maybe, maybe it wouldn't have, maybe if, you know, actually, you know what, maybe not because if you let yourself, maybe it's like an alcoholic, well, well, one drink won't hurt. Oh, oh, two drinks won't hurt. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, maybe I'll just, oh, well, I'm surfing. It's sort of like paddling. And now nah, instead of swimming, I'll go surfing, you know? So maybe it's that, that that temptation. So maybe I wouldn't have, you know, maybe it would have been a downward spiral of just like not, be, you know, losing focus. So do you think that would have happened? It could have. I don't know, you know, but. Um, have you always had such a disciplined personality? Um. Pretty much, yeah. I'm pretty, you know, like when I, like, you know, f- for example, if, if if me and you are going to go work out and I'm living in Santa Cruz and we're working out, like, if you're not there on time, I'm gone without you. I'm not waiting five minutes. Like, if I say seven, I mean seven. Like, it's sort of like, you know, it's a little bit more relaxed now with like, sir, but I find myself even now if I'm like, and I get maybe that comes back to the point of traveling solo, <laughs> that, you know, like if I organize a boat or this and that, like, and I'm, when I say that we're going to be in the water at seven, that means like be ready at seven, not turn up at seven and get your wetsuit on and be 7.30. So that 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 sort of stuff I'm pretty anal about, you know. Um, How did you develop that? Um, I think it was just from just from competing at a young age, you know, like competing and, you know, and, you know. Doing nippers. And yeah, doing you know, stuff. I had some success. I had success as a kid, you know, a lot of stuff. And, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, like, and then you, it, feed, it feeds off that. And, you know, like, you know, maybe one of the worst addictions in the world is winning, you know, because, some, you know, after that, you sometimes it, you do it what it takes at all costs to win, you know. But um, it's really been hard. It's been, you know, transitioning into the surfing like the contest because i haven't wanted to take and i haven't yet taken that into a contest yet like that like fuck fuck everyone you know what i mean like paddling over the back yeah yeah i mean like i sit there and i have people hassle me and do shit to me and i'm like and i sit back into my mind i go i go really you want to see me when i yeah you know sometimes i just go like really like you want to play this game yeah you're gonna lose like I know I, I fuck I paddle anyone anytime you know and but but then I sit to myself and go is that do I want to go back to that Jamie you know like is it or do I want to just like 
the do what I do and the purity of the big waves just and just do it the right way, you know. And then there's again, there's that the yin and the yang, the the devil and the angel on your shoulder saying it's just a contest. Like, you know, I look at the Q, uh, the CT and everything and go, they can do it to each other and their friends off, you know, but we see each other all the time and we're friends, we hang out like way more than. Right. So it's and, a, and there is the danger component where you don't you're not necessarily just only competitors like I'm gonna kill, kill this yeah. guy. It's like, well, we're actually just out here trying to survive a situation. Yeah. What does it look like for you, let's say, winning the Mavericks contest, being the Jamie that you want to be? Describe that to me. Uh, ha- it, it, to win it the way I would want to win it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think um. Honestly, I, I feel like it needs to be, I, you know, I feel it needs to be a giant day. It's a, it's a 2010 contest day. And it's one of those days where it's, you can't, you know, two, two wipeouts on those sort of days, you're sort of done. So I feel like it's one of those days where it's the guys that go out. There's no hassling really, you know, guys are getting their waves. The guys are in the spot and, and really, like you, call, it, it's more like a free surf where you're calling the boys in. You know, like if I see you in the spot, or I see I'm like, go fucking go. Like, and if they kick out, you're like psych, and then hopefully you get that opportunity, like to do that, and then you just win by purely. It's just Mother Nature giving you the waves, you know, and it's a big day, and it's just everyone's psyched, like it's everyone got giant waves, you know. I, I. I envisage like that would be the way I'd I'd want to win instead of it being like a fifteen to foot 18, 18 foot day, sort of having to hustle and just play that game. You know what I mean? Like, so I that's the way I'd like to see it go down if it was to ever happen. You know, but um, but yeah, I, I feel like I'm working out the contesting a little more each, here and there. You know, like I've, I've I've made some massive rookie mistakes in heats that. Um, told us I um, had a good scores and was too patient and then went uh, got away. I was getting up as the horn went, which would have got me through. Porto had that that great heat and then um, same thing, took off on a wave two seconds after horn that would have got me through. So, like, I'm learning, you know, but I've never surfed contests. I've never done contest surfing in my life until the big wave, so. Okay, I'm going to confess something to you. So... <clears throat> We've never really talked, Jamie, but I've known you for a while, and we've always just surfed maps, which is challenging in in its own way, but you're getting up and you're going straight yeah. a lot of the times. But you were getting really barreled in Puerto, yeah, which takes a whole nother skill set. Yeah. Like, you're straight up killing it down yeah. there. Where do you learn how to get barreled? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, this is this is a good because point. I was like, dude, dude this yeah. guy's actually a really good surfer. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's that's awesome because honestly, I, I have no like, I I know that like I'm the paddleboard guy that and 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 it's funny that like I'm just starting to realize it more now that I was the guy that just could paddle because he could paddle and get big waves and eat shit like, and I did a lot. You know, those early years, I did that a lot, and um, and you know my. I'm straight up on it. My skill level is nowhere near the the skill level of a a Dorian or a Greg Long that's won an NSSA and Healy. That that like I said, I didn't surf my whole life. You know, like I 
would go months and on end without surfing, you know, and kind of, but at the same time, like there's a skill that like you're able to drop into a puerto wave yeah. and get barreled. And yeah. I saw that and yeah, I was super but, impressed. But, like, but where, where did that come from? Yeah, I, well, I, it's got to come from hard work and I've been able to now, once I stopped paddling, I've been able to focus on um, surfing more, you know, like, and just getting better. And, and, um, you know, I've, I, I've always been able to surf, but like I said, I never, I was never that guy that surfed six hours a day and just was able to learn, learn, learn. That's, that's what I did paddling and I won 10 Molokai's. So now I'm trying to transfer that into surfing and, and it's, and it, it's, for me, it's exciting because I know I can get a lot better. Like I know I can get better, a lot better. And, and that excites me. And, um, and I know that, uh, you know, and I, you know what, I've, I had, I've had a lot of compliments this past year from people coming up saying, Hey, Jamie, like, fuck, you're surfing a lot better, you know, and, and, and that, you know, like, no, no, it makes me feel good, but it also makes me go look back and go, shit, they must've thought I really <laughs> sucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but Hey, I, 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 I don't have the, I, 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 I get it. I understand. And, and I realized I was probably that guy, you know, but, but I'm improving. I'm trying hard to improve and, and, um, you know, like, yeah, and, you know, I surprised myself a little bit at Porto on the backside, you know, stuff. Cause you know, I don't, I'm, I'm from the Gold Coast. It's right-hand point breaks, you know, barrel riding. I surf Burley and stuff and Kira like growing up. So, you know, I, I can, I can surf a barrel, you know, when I need to, um, and, and boards, boards has been a huge thing. Having Bob Pearson, been able to work with Bob and finding, so I was just surfing what everyone else was surfing and I was getting boards from all, like I had four different shapers for different places and it just, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I felt like I wasn't surfing the way I, 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 sh- I should or could and uh, Bob's put me on the right path and um, and I've just, yeah, I've just gone like a completely opposite direction to what I was going with other boards. I've gone super light, the rails are thinned out, it's more like, they're more like paddleboard r- rockers and plan shapes and and I feel like they're working for me. And um, so that's given me confidence. And um, and yeah, just just trying to improve, man. Trying like I've got nothing to lose. I'm I'm a I'm the paddleboard guy that started surfing, and it feels like you know. And and I've got I've got nothing to lose. And I just I just like you know I've worked really hard to get where I've got, but um, but I know I can improve. But I honestly I you know. Four years ago, you know, would have I been competitive in contests and stuff? Probably not. But, you know, you, know, you ask me at this moment right now, like I feel, I, I feel like I deserve, I feel like I deserve to be there. Whereas maybe three or four years ago, I probably would have said no. You know, like, yeah, I can go and catch a big one, but my skill level of making it and, you know, it was probably not on, on par to the other guys. And, um, and I knew that, but I just, I worked on it, you know, and I, how do I get better? How can I, how can I try and, you know, you know, become a better surfer? And, um, and that's, that's, that's where I'm at now is I'm just, I'm just trying to learn all the time and become better. And, um, so I have this horrible conversation that plays out within my own head. Um, I'm 26 
and I've been oh, surfing. young. I'm, dude. I've been surfing for a long time, and I have this horrible conversation that plays out in my head where it, it says, Kyle, you're not going to get that much better at surfing. You've been surfing for a long time, and yeah, you might get a little better, but you're probably going to plateau and then start getting feeling your knees <laughs> and getting a little worse. And that, I, <laughs> That's a conversation that it seems like happens with a lot of people where it's like, well, you can, if you're 12 and you start, then you can get good at something. But if you're in your thirties or your forties, you can't actually get good at something. But the way that I'm hearing you talk about surfing and the way that I'm hearing you talk about learning is really healthy. And it's like, well, absolutely. I could get good at this. Like how, what's your process? How do you actually do that? And, get through that conversation that happens maybe it doesn't happen in your mind but it happens in a lot of people's minds i, I know yeah. that it does my own yeah i mean you got you know i just think you got to be you got to be honest with yourself and realistic and just really break yourself down in the in the mirror nearly and just like 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 i know like i'll never be a good a surfer as a shane dorian like the guy's a ct level surfer that's an animal on the water right but but I know that I have a skill set and that's that in the ocean and I can see things, learn things, pick up things and um and so I see a I see the the bigger picture where I can still learn and get better, you know, and that's and I, and I know that like a hundred percent. And um so, you know, I guess it's you know, like for people that are thinking that it's it's You've got to look at what you want to do, you know, like if you want to like be a better surfer and you're 26 and this and that, like I believe you can become better, but it's, it's, it's what are your priorities, you know, is your priority work, money, maybe, you know, surfing Mavericks and trying to get into the Titans of Maverick, you know what I mean? Like, or is it, no, I really want to get in and I'm going to focus all my energy and I'm going to work out, I'm going to get stronger, I'm going to you know, maybe get someone to film me, work on my technique. So there's all these things that you can really do, but like what what are you willing to do to get to that point? You know, and that's that's the thing with athletes. You know, you've got guys that are super talented with shithouse work ethic. You've guys that have got no talent with an amazing worth work ethic that are never going to get there. And then the special people, the Phelpses, the Tiger Woods, um, the Michael Jordans, the Slaters, they have both. They've well, not even Kelly. Like he doesn't work that hard, uh, you know. Like, but <laughs> but you know what I mean. But like, but but there's like the guys that are fucking phenomenal athletes, mentally strong, and they work really hard. Yeah. And that's a that's a fine, that's a really fine line. You don't see many people that like you know have that. And I, I, I love it. I, Tiger Woods, like I golf, boring as batshit. I mean, like really, come on, like, but Tiger Woods on the back eighteen of Augusta, in for a chance for a major. I'm, I'm, I'm all, you know, like on the TV screen watching that because it's, it's like that guy is like in the zone, you know, and um, Roger Federer. You know, like in the fifth set, you know what I mean? Like there's certain people that just, you just want to be there when they're 
just at the absolute limit of like their skill and everything and just pull it off, you know, like, and I, I, you know, I just, I love watching those athletes do that, you know, and, and, and they're special and there's not that many of them, you know, and I think, I, I just think that getting back to it, like you have, there's so many opportunities and to, to live your dreams and, and go out, but you've really got to take a hard look at yourself and go, what am I really doing to become better? Am I doing yoga three times a week and like going surfing my big board? Every, you know what I mean? Or are you what are you really trying? You know, so it's um it's a fine line. But you know, for me, I just I believe like I can get better. You know, I you know like because I, you're willing to put in that I'm work. Well, willing to put in that work, and I you know, and without trying to sound like a dickhead, like like I have something. I have this special connection with the ocean, you know, like I've just, it's been my whole life. I've felt it since I was a kid. You know, I've done some cool things in the water and I've had special moments and, and I just, I feel like that, you know, there's that connection there that I can make it happen. You know what I mean? And, um, like, like I never surfed left barrels really. Like, I mean, you go to Indo as a kid and stuff and that, but like, I mean, you know, I don't go and like, I don't, I'll leave pipe to those guys and that. I don't like, but I mean, I don't know. I don't really know how I pulled up and made that wave. Maybe it was luck, you know, but, but, but I, but I watch and I learn and I, and I do sort of, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel it, you know, and, and I feel like I can, sometimes I can, you know, I, I can do it. And when I, like that left at Porto, like I'm like, okay, like, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. You know, it the gives, one you got a 10 on. Yeah. You know, you're like, yeah, I'm like, I can surf lefts. Like you just need that. It's like anything confidence you get a roll on and you're like, okay, yeah, I, I know I can do that, you know? And, and now it's funny. So many people are like, whoa, I didn't know you could go left. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I didn't know I could either. <laughs> you know, but, but uh, you know, I, I, I get it. And it's just, um, but I, I'm having fun with it, man. I, I'm really, I feel like I'm the underdog and I love it. Like I just, I just, just anytime I can get through a heat and beat someone, I'm like, fuck yeah. I'd like, I'm overachieving right now. You know what I mean? So it's, it's cool. What was the conversation you were having with yourself before going out and getting that 10? Was there like, I want to go get a left right now. I can get a left. Um, I can totally get barreled going left. What? Like, yeah, no, I was looking for the rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, um, Your whole premise just yeah. got ripped out. Yeah, you know, honestly, it was. Um, I I felt good. I had my magic ten two. It was a board I'd ridden in the Eddy. I rode it at Todos. I rode it at Mavs, and um, and it was a. I felt good on it, and I got. It's it it, it goes to show. I feel like when you get into a good rhythm, like with surfing, it, things move. I, I got a good right where I was pumped, pumped and like made it a long way and didn't, I was coming out and just cartwheeled and ate shit. And then I think I maybe got another right and he couldn't, he couldn't hear the scores, but I knew they were, I was hoping I'm like, yeah, they're probably pretty good scores, you know? And then, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and wait for a, like a really good one, you know? And then, I mean, you were there. You saw it. It was wasn't perfect, Porto. And I saw Oscar um, looking for this one, and he was on a shorter board. And he was too far out. I knew he was too far out. I'm like, okay, so 
So I positioned myself for that one. It looked like it looked like a good one, and then uh, and I'm like, well, you know what? I'm just I'm just going anyway. And um, yeah, and, and that one that thing happened there. So, but yeah, you know, like again, it's like if a good left's coming and you don't believe in yourself, like you're gonna miss out on an opportunity, and you're gonna miss out on you know getting better. You know, like so right. that that one way there is obviously giving me confidence that I can do that again. You know what I mean? So, um, so you're going to th- be in the Mavs comp being like, go oh, oh. left. I looked left today a couple of times and I like nearly got sucked over the fours. I'm like, fuck that, man. Just leave that to the goofy footers. <laughs> leave that <laughs> they can to have Taylor that. Fox. They yeah, can Fox have- and Healy <laughs> and whoever wants that shit. Hobgood, like, <laughs> they can have that, man. <laughs> no bueno. No, no point. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not into that. Yeah, you, dude, you have such a healthy relationship with learning. It's super cool to listen to you talk about this. Like, yeah. because I, I, I never, we've never had these kinds of conversations, and yeah. it's something where I can actually be like, oh yeah, well, like, I see why you've had so much success. I can, yeah. I can see that because I, I think that, as you said, there is an element of natural born talent. There's an element yeah. of work ethic, and there's an element of being able to work through those conversations in your head, which I, I think that for a lot of people, whether they're athletes or whether yeah. they want to take it to the next level in business, whatever it is, yeah. it's all about working through those conversations yeah. in their head. And so few people, have, unfortunately, ha- don't have those tools to be able to not ignore the negative thoughts, but move past them in a certain way yeah you know it's hard because I, I came from what i did and being super successful and you know like you know everyone was like look at you know look at this is how look if you want to paddle paddle like jamie look at his videos look at how he paddles and his technique and you know what i mean like and you come from that to surfing and and so and then i look at myself surfing and i critique it and i look at other guys i'm like fuck, like I need to. I need to do this. I, I, you know, I, I don't like the way I look surfing, and and you got to be real on it. Again, this comes back to being honest with yourself. And what didn't and, you, like? Give, give an example. What's in it? Um, what didn't you like about oh, your surfing? Just, that you, I, I thought my leg. I, mean, I, I still even till today, like I've got better, but I think my legs aren't uh, a, a wide enough stance. Um, and then just sometimes, like my, you know, my back leg. Just, I mean, just certain things like where I. I but I'm I'm pretty hard on myself, you know. But like I just, but I've got better, and I've and I've worked on it just from like thinking about it, like on waves and stuff, like and you know getting lower center of gra- gravity to to dig the rail in and turn. So there's just things like that that I haven't really asked anyone. I've just sort of like been like looking on YouTube's and stuff, and I look at swells and waves. I look at the photos of me and my videos, and and I just look at like that and go, okay, like. That 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 was it. That looks and trying like that that wave looked good. I, you know, I like the way that I surf that wave. Like, and I try and think back to that wave and and when co- you're actually out and, there and, and cor- you're paddling yeah, into the wave, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna you know? have, a, have a wider stance. Yeah, or I'm gonna do this or that, yeah, whatever and, it and, is. And um, so yeah, it's just it's just trying to be better, at, uh, you know, and learn each time. Like even. These last two sessions, like, and it's not even really big Mavericks, but just, um, you know, like, like usually if you ask most people, I'm probably on a bigger board than most, you know, like, and then, um, you know, so 
the last this this last couple of days I've been on nine six. So and then it changes the way you surf, you know, right. like which it, is smaller than a normal board that you. Yeah, I mean, I would. You, well, yeah, I mean, I went through a phase where that the the double X that that big one on December fourteenth was it? No, December. The four, one where you dropped in from super deep, did a big bottom the thing turn, slam me. Yeah, I was on a ten ten. Destroyed you know? by the next section. So yeah, I was on a ten ten that day, and then um, you know, I tried a couple of days with ten sixes, and um, but I just think that if you're in the right, I think board size is dictated by the crowd, right? Right, because if you're on an eight six, you could probably get into the wave, but the guy on the ten well, ten is going to Tyler proved it that he, you know, like six guys in the water, position yourself, you can surf it on a small board, right? Yeah, but. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler was on an 8-6 the yeah. whole contest. Yeah. He made the final in the contest. Yeah, so 30 guys out, but, like, I feel like sometimes it, the crowd creates, like, you know, like, you know, and big wave surfing sort of, you know, like, it's like, let's be honest, it's not like, you know, if you get the way that's, there's not that much, I'm not going to say skill, but, like, it's just drawing a nice line with a bottom turn, right? right. And then... Well, it depends. It totally depends on the wave. On the wave. Totally. Jaws is different, you know, but... Yeah, I mean, you could make the craziest airdrop <laughs> ever, which only three guys in the world yeah. could make. Yeah. However, a lot of those waves that you catch, yeah. if you're a good paddler and you catch it and you draw a nice yeah. line, you're going to make that so that's, wave. So that's the, that's the difference in that, that, you know, again, in, like, the way you surf. Like, surfing a 9.6... You, where you're sitting, the way you surf, like this morning, I was sitting, like, I look at it and go, okay, I can paddle faster probably than most of these guys. Yeah. But I'm sitting the most inside. Yes. All right. But then, so now you're, sur- you're surfing like, and like like Pete, like something Pete Mel told me yesterday is like, and he was like, it was weird. He goes... He goes, oh, yeah, all right, paddleboarder, man. Like, he goes, I've, I've taken a few late drops myself, you know, like, and and Pete, if you look at that guy, like, he does surf under the hook out there. And he's big dude, you know, like, and but he surfs fucking inside and under it. And he's good at it, you know, and... Because he's a really good surfer. Really good surfer, and right? And he can make those yeah, drops. and so, so like, so I've, I'm like, okay, like, that's, I've, I, you know, I've wanted to start doing that. And, like, this morning I made... Three, well, my my last one was like tippy toe, like feet like two inches apart, and I made it and pulled it off, and and I just I was I it was like surfing a different way, you know, and but right. that was challenging myself. It was I was out of my comfort zone, and and just working out okay, like if the contest does come, like like how do I want to surf this? Yeah, you know, like um. And if I break my magic boards and I've got the nine six, like I need to know what how I need to surf this spot, you know. So, right. so um, what you, draws you to Mavericks? You come here a lot more than most guys. Yeah. Um, the wave is the OPL. <laughs> the OPL. <laughs> yeah. Brian. That's Brian the, and the OPL. That's, that's, the, that's the that's the bar down it's, the street. Um, I. I was doing a quicksilver shoot with Pete and Dave Kalama, Bonga Perkins, and we're in San Francisco. And it was October in 2000 and I'm going to say 2005. And I I just started, 2004, I just started spending the, my first full-time winter on the North Shore was the year Bruce won the Eddie, 2004. And um, so, to, so that stage I was 
spending two months paddling in the North Shore on summer and I'd spend three months in the winter and so I started doing back and forth and so that stage I started I was learning the maps learning how to read stuff and and I was we're in San Francisco I remember actually and everyone had told me about that place how it's the shakiest place on earth and Pete went out in the corner and surfed like in the corner I was like there's no way I'm surfing out there and um and but that that trip there was a swell and I I saw it and I'm and Pete, you know, has been serving forever and it was like probably a shitty swell for him. But I'm like, hey, like I want to surf maps, you know. And so we can, I convinced the, the, the crew to like let Pete take me. And Bonga, and Bonga came out in his longboard. This is like 11 B- years ago. Bonga Perkins, the longboard. Two-time world champ. Three-time longboard, longboard yeah, world champ. Legend, yeah, mate. And um, so he, we paddled out with Pete and that was my first time out at Mavericks. And um, it was probably like a, like a, like a yesterday afternoon, but windier northwest. Right. And we, it was a two-day thing. So we went out right. two days in a row. So like kind of medium size, a little weird. Perfect. I mean, but- perfect to get a sense for it, you know, and there wasn't a lot of crowd out there. But, and then um, that sort of just lit the little fire of like, you know, because you obviously have seen the photo, you know, you've seen what it can be. Yeah. And then I surfed it, you know, like pretty shitty. Kind of medium. But it was like, but I'm like, oh, okay. Like, and then... Was um, this what when you were into big wave surfing already, or was this kind of just the start of it, uh, or the, the start? M- it was the start. yeah, right at the start. Okay, you know, well, I've already, I'd always been as a kid. I always hung out with older kids. Yeah, and I always was like, um, if the surf was giant where I grew up, which yeah. was not giant, but it, the biggest it gets, like I was out there. Yeah, so I always, I, I was always that kid that wanted to like, like when no one was going out, I wanted to go out right. just to go out. You yeah. know what I mean? And that, and so like. Like Jamie's going out. So I didn't like so I didn't like grew up in Hawaii surfing big waves, but like I always had that mentality of You grew like, up on the Gold, Gold no, Coast. No, no, I grew up actually south of the Gold Coast, Coffs Harbour. Okay. So it's a little town and um and I moved to the Gold Coast when I was seventeen. Yeah. So but I just I was always like, you know, training on my surf skis and stuff. Like I went out and you know, snapped two thousand dollar surf skis just to take the biggest wave and that. You know, what I mean I was just like the idiot you know and yeah so that was all I, I had the mentality but i just had never had the opportunity to surf big waves yeah i've still got the vhs my mum and dad for christmas in 19 so the eddie was 1990 i think and i got christmas 91 my brother we got my brother got the kelly slater black and white i got the eddie i cow vhs and I just watch. think if they would have switched that, you'd yeah. have been doing error verses right now. <laughs> I'd be doing El Rollos. <laughs> right. So I got that and about a year after that, I was like just infatuated, you know, and I'm like, I want to, I, I, you know, stupid kid dream. Like I want to, I want to be in the Eddie. I want to go to Hawaii. I want to surf, you know what I mean? Like, and, um, stupid kid and dream. I, yeah. And, and I'll oh, shit you not. When I was back, I was talking about tonight. When I'm back, back to Jane paddleboards and was cleaning out the factory. I found the VHS tape, and I've got it still to this day. The VHS tape of the Eddie, like from 1990, with Brock Little on the cover. It's so a Brock Little famous, the famous barrel that fa- he gets. But Keone Downing won the day, but Brock yep. got the giant one and the barrel. Yeah, and um, and that was that was the start. I, that was the the real start of like you know whether I knew it or not 
that was the start of like the the little imprint of like I, like I want to do that, you know, or I want to go to Hawaii at least, at least see it. Right, <laughs> you know right, I mean? right, right. Like, was there a moment though when you actually made that switch and maybe went to Quicksilver and was like, I want to be a big wave surfer? Um, I, I, funnily enough. Paddleboarding got me the sponsorship through Quicksilver on uh, the Molokai race, and then, um, and I I knew that. So basically, I was I was I was lifeguarding not full time, but I was lifeguarding like uh, basically what they call permanent casual. So a lot. I was making like you know fifty sixty grand a year, like you know living at home, saving money, like it was pretty good, and I was doing my Molokai thing, you know, all this and that. And then, and then Quicksilver, um, Quicksilver said, Hey, um, we'll give you 500 bucks, um, 500 bucks a week. So 24 grand a year. That was, you know, to, to, you know, there's sponsorship 24 grand a year. I'm like, Oh, that's rad. Like on top of what I'm, yeah, fuck, that's awesome. You know what I mean? And then, but then I sat back and went, well, they're not gonna like wanna, and this is just as I st- was starting to spend time in Hawaii, and I was past, you know, like, and then I'm like, they're, they're, I mean, this is gonna last one year if I don't do anything, you know. So I, I sat down with my parents, and and I said, like, and as a paddleboarder, like, no one's getting sponsored by Quicksilver, right? You know. So I was like, I, you know what, mom? I said that. I said I. I gotta give this a hundred percent. Like, if I don't, I'll regret it forever, you know. And so I went to my boss, lifeguard, and said, "Hey, I got this opportunity. I may be back in a year, so I want to, you know, I want to give you a heads up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just try and do whatever I can to make this work, you know. And that twenty four thousand dollars, like, to try and is not much money, Australian dollars <laughs> yeah. at the time, mind you. That's not the plane tickets. Mm, yeah, but I, I. But you made it happen. I just, yeah, I I made it happen. What did you actually do? Like, what were the steps um, that you took in I, that first so, year? Like, so I kept doing my Molokai thing through the summer. You know, I'd do the races. And then, luckily enough, I had um, friends that I met through paddling in Hawaii on the North Shore that said, hey, you can come stay with us. Stayed right at sunset with a guy called Charlie Walker and his family. And um, literally for free. And um, they looked after me. And I was able to spend the whole three months of winter. And then... Just started to, um, so I was surfing Sunset and then started surfing Waimea and the Outer Reefs. And then 2007 did that big trip to Mavs on the, the tower and, and it just, it manifested. And there was its ups and downs, you know, you know, Quicksilver went bad. I got dropped and then I came back. And, but the one thing I did was never give up, you know, like I just kept, kept at it and, and kept believing that like, that this is what I wanted to do, and um, and and yeah, I just uh, I look I look back on that time when I got that that contract that said you know like twenty four thousand dollars a year, and um, and not that that's like not much money, but like it's you know it's just I just looked at it when I was making twice that much just lifeguarding, you know, and yeah. um, but I just I just believe that like like as a kid I, I wanted to be a professional athlete. Yeah, I didn't know what it was, but I was like, I don't want a nine to five job. I want to get paid to do sport. Yeah, whether it was football or what soccer or 
swimming or whatever it was or you know go to the olympics or something you know like that i that was always i wanted to do something like that and and so i guess like i saw this as an opportunity and i just like grabbed it and went you know what i'm i'm gonna spend every bit of savings i have to try and like manifest and into you know whatever and uh what do you want to do within big wave surfing if you look back on your life now can, do you have specific goals or is it just like, I want to have this mindset and go for it as much as I can while I can? Um, how do you look at this next chapter of your life? I want to be respectful of your time, so we'll be wrapping up No, soon. no, no. Um, I, I want to challenge myself in the contest because it's out of my comfort zone. So, like, I feel like, um, you know, like, especially in, like, really, like, big pumping conditions you know like when it's like real and it's like okay let's go you know and so and that doesn't mean necessarily having to win or anything but just putting in a good show and you know like picking good waves and being a contest surfer you know like and challenging myself in that regard and then um look i have no like one i don't have the like i'm not out to catch the biggest wave in the world like that's not a goal of mine you're not no no, I'm not. Like, if it if it happens, it happens. But I don't have yeah. a goal that, like, when I'm done, like, Jamie Mitchell caught a 70-foot wave paddled into. Yeah. Like, that's, for me, if I'm, ch- I feel like if I'm chasing that, it's nearly the opposite. I feel right. like it's never going to happen. You right, know? right, right. Like, and. Do you think some guys do have that goal? Oh, for sure. For sure, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because I'll, like, see some guys and I'll be like, is it, is that what you want to do? Like, because, I mean, for me, personally, yeah. like. I love surfing big waves. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And I do not want to catch a hundred foot wave. Yeah. I'm totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. And satisfied yeah. with catching a few bombs. Yeah. But I don't need that goal. Yeah. But I wonder like, yeah. cause, because someone like yourself, you tend to be someone who's like, I'm gonna, like, but yeah. you're, but you're not like, I, but I want to, I yeah. want to dig into that a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I had a goal of winning the double XL. Yeah. I did have a goal of that and I'd been nominated Two times at Todos, Greg got me the the day after the Mavericks swell in 07. And then I had another day, me and Rusty were surfing just perfect total, like inconsistent, but butter, like glass. And um, me and Rusty both got the bombs of the day, but mine just, Murray, Jace Murray was in the hell spot, got a sick shot. and that, But that was up against Wassel's big wave at Piahi. Um and so like I lost both times and then, um, but I did have a, I did have a little goal to try and win the double XL big paddle wave, you know, but it wasn't, um, I guess trying to catch the biggest wave, but there's never like now that I've done that, like, I feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like I've matured more like as in that, like. It it all it from what I'm hearing, it sounds like it's almost your approach to the situation is what your goal is. Like yeah. I like I want to to go at it about this way and then if it happens, yeah. fantastic. But it's not like, okay, I'm gonna measure the seventy foot wave and then I'm gonna go if that happens. Yeah, no. I mean look, it's it's you know, I, I, I love the fact that like um like a lot of people go, What were you thinking about Hera? That that wave, you know, and that yeah. that wave will haunt me for the rest of my life. But, yeah. But um, for for those of you who haven't seen this, just Google James old <laughs> Belhera. But you know, like I look at that and go, I was just stoked. I saw it, and I swung and I went. Right. Like so, it's, for me, like it was auto. It wasn't. I didn't really think about it too much. It was just 
automatic. And so again, I go, okay, I wanted it. You know, yeah. like I didn't have to talk myself into it. I could have easily paddled over it and just whatever made an excuse, you know. Yeah. But but I I saw it and I wanted it, you know, and and. My calf was cramping up. I <laughs> yeah. was going to do it, but ah, oh, just my calf. Yeah. So I think that for me now it's, um, and you know, look, I've got a young daughter now and I, you know, I, I didn't know how that was going to change my approach to certain things as well, but, um. Has it? Um, no, I mean, I think that it's a combination of things. I think it's a combination of, I want to try and do well in the contest. So I've approached now the free surf sessions as in picking waves I want to get at the contest. And if the one comes that's that one and you might not be quite in the spot that you want to be in, I'll probably still want to swing and go just because, you know. But I'm trying to surf the free surfs like I want to surf in a contest. And that's by picking waves that have a good entry and then I'm going to make. Whereas I didn't have that mentality a few years ago. Mm. And um, so, and I think that also is in the back of my mind is like when I go out, I'm like, I tell my, you know, and I talk to, obviously I talk to my girlfriend and, and that about that. And she, it makes her feel good too. Like I'm, like, I'm not going to just be a crazy man. Yeah. You know, like I've been there, I've done that and it's fun. Yeah. But is it sustainable? I'm, I'm 40 in January, dude. I'm not freaking 26 so you know there's a bunch of different things that you know like i'm not like if there's something there that's that you know like i get excited about i'll I'll turn and go probably if i'm feeling it but most times now i'm like you know like if it's if it's 50 50 and it's on the bad side of 50 50 i'm probably not gonna go you know right but have you made those decisions yet like have you actually decided to pull back on uh, a wave? I feel that- like the last yeah, I feel like there's times out there, even just today and yesterday, where the old Jamie probably would have went. But it was lurchy and weird and you probably would have Yeah, made you know, it. but that's maturity, right? That's like learning that and I guess, you know, in a in a lucky sense for me, it's like I'm like I'm already in some contests and sometimes that like and let's be honest, sometimes that ego and trying to do that is the way you surf. You know, I've, I've, I, I admit to it. I've done it. Like, you know, like you got to try and prove yourself and, you know, cause you want to do be in a contest or do it. And then not just surfing, but in life, you know, and, and you know, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But, um, I think I'm just more happy in my skin at the moment that I'm in the events at the moment. And, and I, if I want to, you know, I want to make waves. I want to surf them well. It's, it's the evolution of, Jamie Mitchell surfing. Like, I just don't want to be the guy that said, yeah, he paddled in those waves because a paddleboarder on a big board and he went straight. You know, like yeah. it's not, you know, like I want to be a better surfer. I want to pick better lines. I want to pick better waves. I want to make waves and I want to surf better, you know. And so I think to do that, you have to go in with the approach that that's what I'm looking for. They're yeah. the waves I'm looking for. Like, look at Greg Long. There's a reason why Greg Long... Greg Long's not the best surfer, you know, as, like he's not as Shane Dorian. Like he's a great surfer, don't get me wrong, but, you know, there's guys with more surfing talent than Greg, but Greg is phenomenal at just picking apart the contest and what waves and this and that and being patient and the guys won everything, you know. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, you know, there's a mentality behind it. There's a 
method to the madness that some people have worked out and some people haven't. And, and I'm somewhere in, around the middle of working, trying to work it out and trying to be a better surfer and apply that to free surfs, which I hope applies to maybe a contest, you know, and, and, um, and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm totally okay with, with just trying to be a better surfer, you know, like, and, uh, and just keep it rolling, man. Like I, like I look at Carlos, you know, and Garrett and those guys and that are in their, that Garrett's in, like Carlos is nearly 50 this year, you know, and you know, like I, I hope that I can be there in another 10 years, like, and not necessarily competing or anything, but I hope that I can be in the lineup and sit out the back maybe and stroke into a wave and get that feeling and maybe watch the rest of the guys go, you know, for the, for, you know, so that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I hope for in the next, you know, those next years is that I can still be a part of it, you know? You have a dangerous mentality, Jamie Mitchell. <laughs> Let me tell you that. <laughs> Talking to you for this past hour, or so you are in an extremely healthy and dangerous <laughs> mindset. Well, you know, I think it's like I said. I think men, if you can get your head around everything and be be who you are and not be scared of it, you know, like and just um, like nearly like like you know, like I went from the top of my sport to the to the bottom of a new sport in a way, you know, and just trying to fight my way, you know, and, and not fight, but just like, you know, like I, there's certain times I'm like, yeah, like that, that was, I've, you know, I've, that felt better, you know, and just, I don't know. It's like, it's, I, I feel like we, we, we live in this world now. Like, you know, we learn how to walk, you know, you learn how to swim, you learn how to ride a bike, everything. And it's like, we don't get to do too much in our, like when we're in your twenties and thirties that now that you get to learn and get better and better and better and better. And you learn how to do that. And I mean, surfing, you always can get better, right? You're never going to master surfing, you know, like look at Kelly still trying to master it at, at 40, you know? And, um, and you know, so for me, like, I just feel like there's just this, I, I'm a I'm a kid again that's like learning how to ride my skateboard or as someone that's learning how to play golf and working on his swing and his technique and um and I think that as long as I have that mentality of like being able to like 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 I ask a lot of questions to like a lot of these guys but I don't know if, know if they like know if I'm asking to try and get better or not but like I try and ask guys these good guys questions in the surf and about this and that. Like I'm just trying to like funnel their, you know, like their, their minds about how to do stuff, you know, like, so it's, um, it's, it's cool, man. It's, it's really cool to just try and be, be better and, um, improve and be the best you can be when whatever that is, it's like, whether it's that level or that level or that level at the end of the day, as long as you give it everything you got and you, you know, I always said like with Molokai, I'm like, as long as I finish that race and could look myself in the mirror and said, Jamie, you did everything you could like, and you can sleep at night, then you're good, man. Whatever that is, yeah. you know, like if you look at yourself and you're like, ah, I sort of wimped out on that. I pushed out or I, you know, I gave up with, you know, and I could, but then, then yeah, you know, but yeah. it's, uh, I feel that just trying to be the best you can and it doesn't have, that doesn't mean you have to be the best. You know what I mean? It's because 
if you but it's your best but it's, it's your I best mean, it's, it's all the human experience yeah if, i mean surfing in 100 years and 200 years they're going to be laughing at what everyone around here is doing yeah because it's constantly the evolution of the sport it's the evolution yeah. of our species but it is the best that you can do and you have yeah. a really healthy outlook on that yeah yeah and, and, and i think it that i probably didn't have that outlook as much as i do now like back you know in my 20s and that but i just feel like uh you know i've gone through a lot and just i've seen a lot and competed and blah 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 but it's um it's a it's a nice mindset to be in, you right. know, when there's, when all you're trying to do is get better and improve yourself. And, um, yeah, there's, you know, I still get bummed out, you know, like when I yeah. have bad performance or I realize I'm messed up, which is more times than not, you know, but, but, you know, you've got to quickly, you know, the people that can brush that off and look, then look at the positives and go, okay, yeah, I'm really pissed off right now, but, okay, what could I do better? Yeah. You know, and then, you know, put that into the next performance or the next session or whatever it is, I think is they're the guys that continually improve and, you know, get better. So. Hell yeah, my man. Well, let's wrap up here. Where can people find you on the social media? Um, I am on the gram, um, Instagram, <laughs> Jamie underscore Mitcho, I think, M-I-T-C-H-O. Facebook, I have an athlete page, I think. There's probably like, I think three people that follow that. And, um, what else is there? Twitter. I, I don't use Twitter that much, but Instagram, Facebook. Instagram, Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I think it's Jamie Mitchell as well. Just J A M I E M I M I T C H O. But that's about it. Yeah. Yes, we made it through another one. Hope you are all enjoying these podcasts. We have some awesome guests coming up in the weeks ahead. Once again, if you like this podcast, please give it a rating on iTunes and share it with a friend. It really helps. Until next time, my friends, see you later.